The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the 18th chapter. Peter came up and said to Jesus, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me and I forgive him? As many as seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but 77 times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his servants. When he began to settle, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. And since he could not pay, his master ordered him to be sold with his wife and children and all that they had had and payment to be made. So the servant fell on his knees, imploring him, have patience with me and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the master of that servant released him and forgave him the debt. But when that same servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. And seizing him, he began to choke him, saying, Pay what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down and pleaded with him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you. He refused and went and put him in prison until he should pay the debt. When his fellow servants saw what, he had, what had taken place, they were greatly distressed and they went and they reported to their master all that had taken place. Then his master summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all the debt because you pleaded with me. And should not you have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had mercy on you? And in anger, his master delivered him to the jailers until he should pay off his debt. So also, my heavenly Father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. This is the gospel of our Lord. Please be seated. Well, dear saints, grace, peace, and mercy to you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ, and our Heavenly Father. Is there something that bothers you deeply? You know, something that's perhaps happened, that it frustrates you, that you can't seem to let go of this thing, this something that's happened because, because of maybe there's an unjust agenda. Something has happened against you, against your family, maybe one of your friends, or perhaps just someone you, you've become aware of that's being treated unfairly. Maybe the success of one whom you believe has come at another's expense. Maybe at your own expense. Does it bother you? 
Does it get under your skin? Now, it could be anything. Anything that is upsetting your perception of fairness, your perception of justice, of righteousness, and it torments, it eats at you as you try to go about your everyday life. Now let's turn the table a little bit on this. What if you are tormented by guilt, by shame, from a wrongdoing that you have committed, that you have trespassed against someone else? Our Old Testament reading Joseph's brothers who feared Jesus might take, let me back up, I said Jesus, that feared Joseph, their brother might take revenge after the death of their father Jacob. You see, they were tormented by what they had done, the shame that they had felt, and by what might happen to them because of what they had done. What about situations where you actually haven't wronged anyone, but maybe they believe that you have? There's still turmoil. There's still tribulation because the relationship here has been damaged. There's no longer a trust there between you and this person that may think that you have wronged them. And whatever the cause, torment can make you physically ill, sick to your stomach. From a situation like this, a circumstance with others, and from that stress, that turmoil that you feel and that it causes. When we sin against each other, Torment is usually not far away. Loneliness, feelings of shame, anxiety, misunderstanding, and a multitude of other sufferings, they, they have a tendency to just wash over us and they, they eat at us. They torment us in the face of sin. When sinned against or after sinning against someone else, this Torment arises from the hurt that sin causes within us. And it matters not whether or not you're the guilty party or the victim. Sin, it seems to wound both. And then in the wake of that sin comes turmoil, guilt, shame, contrition, And then sometimes even more sin. And wouldn't we all agree that in spite of sinning or being sinned against, breaking free of this constant cycle of sin and its torment, well, it's a very difficult thing to do. And practice has shown that even when We remove ourselves from this cycle. 
We have a tendency to withdraw, to pull away from community, from company, and to isolate ourselves in shame during torment. That the torment isn't actually removed. Rather, we might observe the opposite happening. If I cut myself off from from the people that I need to be around from our community and try to escape torment, well, it leaves me even more vulnerable to the real source of my torment, myself. The old Adam that still dwells within me and the whispers of doubt that are constantly in my ear from the evil foe. Even more so when we isolate ourselves from God, the community of our Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit that is working in us, with us, and through us, we cannot escape our own torment. In fact, we need community to overcome that torment. And that community is a community of forgiveness. We've probably seen this type of torment and what it did to many of the lonely souls whom we read about in God's word in the scriptures. People like Job, Jonah, King Saul, Simon Peter, Judas Iscariot, just to name a few. Now, some of them ended up back in a restored community, forgiven. But others, they were tormented to their own destruction. As we look about at what goes into ourselves and what happens within us, it helps us to understand our gospel reading that we have for today. Where Peter, he asks Jesus, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me and I forgive him? As many as seven times. How many times does Peter have to put up with being sinned against before he doesn't have to forgive anymore? How long do I have to sit back and just take it to turn the other cheek before I can right my own wrongs. Peter's motives, my motives, we are called to examine our motives as Jesus carries on with this parable, the parable comparing the kingdom of heaven to a king reconciling accounts with his servant. And that very same servant Settling an account with his servant and with his peers. Jesus, he calls us to look at our own hearts and how we can forgive. In fact, we can now look at not just how we can forgive, but why it is so crucial for us to forgive with a right heart, with a loving heart, to 
free ourselves and each other from this continuous cycle of sin and torment. God, he does not want this torment to continually eat at or maybe even to be chewed on by us because, well, this is not that the, the daily bread that God intended for us. Rather, God's will for you and me is between himself and you and with us, with each other as neighbors. And it's played out in Jesus's words of this parable. In fact, in this parable, we hear Jesus's petition to us that we receive in the Lord's prayer that says to pray, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those whom trespass against us. Now, returning to Peter's question, we might see his desire to be God, the God of his own situations. How long does Peter have to listen to God before he can be the God of his situation? And we can hear and examine this very parable with with Jesus. He responds showing a servant lording it over his fellow servant in the wake of his king, lording it over him, but in a completely compassionate and forgiving way. I tell you, if there is an end to when Peter needs to stop forgiving, then surely there too would be an end to when God needs to stop forgiving Peter. And you too. If you think that it's necessary not to forgive, to keep your grudge, then how would you continue to live on if God were to use that very same judgment, this condemning judgment against us? I know that I need God's grace and mercy I cannot survive without it daily. And so do you. If there is to be any peace in this life, we need God's peace and forgiveness. Dear saints, we are called to to judge each other with the judgment that our Lord, our Savior, our King, and our Rescuer continues to use on us. And Jesus, he says, do not judge by appearances, but judge with right judgment. That's John 7, 24. And this is a judgment that condemns sins to the cross. It forgives and it frees the sinner and it restores us to a community, a community of peace, both within and then with each other, with our Father in heaven. But this decision to forgive, you see, it's not meant for 
it to be a difficult task for us, a tedious task. Sure, it might cost us something to forgive, and that's mostly our pride. But in the wake of forgiveness, the torment that we have within, well, it's what's put aside. It's actually what has an end. In fact, that torment can be turned into joy. No longer do we have to carry around our self-righteousness as our own badge of dignity. Rather, we can take up our cross and in doing so, see that the Lord Jesus Christ has taken up that cross, that cross of suffering and torment for you. Friends, listen to this advice, this advice about Jesus and his motives and his forgiveness for you. And it comes to us from Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. It reads, Let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Now that Jesus has accepted your sin on the cross, I ask, what joy has been set before you? Are you not called to be the righteous kings of forgiveness yourselves? For Jesus' sake. No longer do you have to torment yourselves with other people's sin, even if it causes you to carry all kinds of burden and suffering in this life. Because Jesus has carried our eternal torment to the cross, to Calvary and has risen in victory over sin, death, and the devil for you. We don't have to hear this text and think, well, I have to forgive because our Heavenly Father and Jesus, the King of Kings, well, he'll get revenge on me if I don't. Nor say the Lord's Prayer and Fear the law that's heard in there in our torment that if we don't forgive others, God will not forgive me. No, we can forgive because we want to forgive, because we love to forgive. You are kings of forgiveness in the priesthood of all believers forgiving your brothers and sisters from your heart. God has forgiven you and you can forgive yourself. Accept his peace. Learn Christ's joy of 
eternal forgiveness so that you too can look to him to help you willingly and wantingly to forgive others with mercy, love, and grace from your heart. Dear saints, times of torment can be opportunities for freedom. The freedom of a Christian. This freedom and forgiveness that restores peace. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding. May it guard our hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.